Hello there, Luke Conran here and welcome to my podcast, How's Your Week Been? It's a very simple process. You email me on info at luconran.com. You tell me how your week's been. I'll tell you lot how my week's been. And then we'll meet back, same time, same place, the following week. Um, and share the minutiae of each other's lives. And occasionally, I will be talking to a little special guest who will share their stories and their exploits. So here, sit back, get a cup of tea and have a listen to this. Hello, it's me. I'm in, um, where am I? I'm in a travel lodge in London. Uh, So the travel lodge itself, let Yes, there's lots of police outside. That's lovely. It's probably coming to rest me for my beautiful allure. Oh, go away, lads. Let me update you on the um, travel lodge sitch. So here I am in London. I'm giving my um, I'm go- giving my comedy abilities tonight at the Comedy Store London. And they normally put you up in a hotel, you see. Now I've cottoned on to this. Normally I'll turn up to the hotel and it will be a single room with a duvet smaller and thinner than a sanitary towel. I am not the skinniest person. I'm not a, you know, I'm not like 50 stone loser, airlift me out of the house size. But I'm, you know, I'm a normal size personage. But I do like to be kept warm. The sanitary towel duvet is, is, well, it's what a joke. All it can do is help to absorb the hot flushes. That's it. So what I've done, a good friend of mine, she sleeps in the Travel Lodge hotels. She's turned up before. She's had a single room. She's gone, no, because she doesn't take no shit. Well, I I was going to say anonymous, but it's Sally Ann Haywood, my comedy chum and fellow podcasty partner. So what she does, bearing in mind that nothing ever works for me if um, if I try to beat the system, Never ever works. Sally, she was here last weekend or whenever it was. She's come up. She's got a single room. She's gone. Oh, could I have a double room, please? Because my partner is coming tomorrow or something. And they go, oh, but you've only booked a single room. And then she goes, oh, it's not me that booked it. Oh, gosh, but yeah, he is coming, right? And then automatically, she'll just get given a double room with a coffee machine. I thought, well, I'm going to try that. Normally, if I try to blag any system, it never works for me. And I've turned up yesterday and I've been all smiles and delight. I've gone, um, oh, hello, what a lovely, warm, sticky day. I've had a little bit of banter with the people at reception. And I've said, oh, I've got my partner coming tomorrow. I just want to make sure I'm in a double... Are you still awake, by the way? Because I know this is boring, but this is actually a hot tip off the press if you find yourself in a situation like this. My partner's coming, blah, blah, blah. And they've said, I think the room that you're in is a double room, so you'll be fine. I've gone, well, what a stroke of luck. Didn't need to pull this black. Got up to the room, single room. So what I've done, I've, th- I've channeled Sally, and I've thought, what would Chal- Sally do? What would Chally do? Well, of course, she'd turn around. She'd go straight back down to reception and demand a recount, which is exactly what I've done. I said, look, please, don't make me sleep in a single bed with my partner because I will kill him. Oh, I've really hammed up the story. But as an aside, I have watched 24 Hours in Police Custody. So I know the more that you elaborate on the story, the more likely it is to be a porky pie. So I've kept the story minimum. I've said I'll probably kill him if I have to share a single bed with him. 
And they've looked at me as if to go, yeah, she's got murderous eyes. And I've gone, they've given me a, a super double room. I don't know, I don't know what that means. I think it's super because it's clean, which is quite a rarity in a travel lodge. Um, there's no cum stains on the carpet. Again, quite a rarity for a travel lodge. And I've got a coffee machine and two proper size cups. Now, that's one thing that does annoy me in a hotel or a, or a franchise hotel like your Travel Lodge, like your Ibis, not so much your Premier Inn because Lenny Henry looks after you because he's been on the road. He knows what it's like. He knows that you want a proper cup of tea. These other rooms that you get in the Travel Lodge, you'll get a cup of tea that you can barely do a urine sample in. For the listener, for, for your ears, what I'm holding up now is a proper size cup for a proper cup of tea. Now, of course, my partner is not coming today. The GC is very firmly ensconced in his own world at home doing whatever the GC does so anyway so that's where I am currently <clears throat> Travel Lodge London spread out in my super my super double room with a coffee machine also as an aside I've got one of these pod coffee machine things in my room why are you giving me decaf don't give me decaf if I wanted decaf I'd piss in a cup and I'd drink my own urine Actually, that's that's a lie, actually, because I like a glass of wine, so I'd probably just be drinking fermented piss. So that's in no way a comparison to coffee whatsoever. I'm so boring. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Sorry, guys. Uh, now then, now then, what have I been doing this week? Well, I tell you, I've been away. I've been in Bristol and I've been in Bath. Bath I went to for to make a little film with my comedy chum and uh, let's face it, if he wasn't gay and if I wasn't, if I wasn't engaged, that's what I meant, to the wonderful gentleman caller, um, then I would, um, I'd hijack Larry Dean and I'd make him my husband whether he liked it or not. But I did a little film with him and his partner Mikey and um, let's just say, Oh, we had such a wonderful time. I'm not going to... Laurie going past. I'm not going to give too much away because obviously you're all going to rush out and download it when it comes out. But it um, it's called The End of Days and I think that will give you an idea. Basically, I was used as a human sacrifice. Now, that is that's my favourite thing to do on a weekend to become a human sacrifice. Just scratching my tits. Can you hear that? Yeah. So we... we we were in like um like a cellar and we had to i was being um sacrificed and uh, they had to fill the cellar full of incense and sort of atmospheric smoke and stuff well i nearly died none of us could see after about 5 minutes because the smoke was uh, burning our retinas that's my stomach rumbling now so i scratched my tit and i've got other stomach rumbling this is going so well None of us could see. My mascara was down my face. I looked like Alice Cooper. Slash. Been pissed and been on a one-night stand and had to do the walk of shame. Come on, ladies. We've all done it. Makeup all down my face. Oh, but I had a riot. And then I got a bonus gig in Bath that night at the Comedia, which was bloody lovely. A wonderful time. And then we had filming on the Sunday um, where we had to trek across a forest and wear silly masks. And if to the outsider who has watched maybe the Channel 4 documentary about dogging. It's probably probably what it looked like. S uh, slash part of the Ku Klux Klan as well, because we were all in um, 
white capey things. I was concerned I was going to be, well, shot, really, for looking like a racialist. Ah, love tea. So that was Friday. Then what else? Um, oh, well, I've had a discussion with Larry. When I lived with Larry in um, Australia... For the listener, Larry Dean is an exceptional comedian and a wonderful person. And I lived with him in Australia in 2020. We bonded and uh, we had a great time. He spent most of the time hiding and jumping out at me, trying to scare the living bejesus out of me. Um, And he made a video of this for the Patreons. If you've not seen this video, I will post that on the Patreon page. And we, we bonded very much. But because Larry, how can I describe Larry? Larry is like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. I was sort of very much the same when I was younger and haven't had the life beaten out of me like I have now, quite clearly, in a travel lodge. Larry, I sort of opened Larry's eyes while we were, on, uh, while we were in Australia together and I made him realise that Had he ever considered the fact that he could possibly be ADHD? Yeah. Well, anyway, we've had a discussion about it. Now, I come from personal experience. I mean, that's the new thing at the moment. Comedy always has a trend. You know, it was veganism. Everyone was coming out going, oh, I'm a vegan, because it gives them something to talk about on stage. Then there was, what else was there? Autism. Lots of people were getting incorrect autism diagnoses, which is ridiculous because how offensive is that to people that actually do have these conditions um and just talking about that on stage then there's the the latest one is adhd and being bisexual oh god where's gone can't comedy just be funny anymore anyway look at me everybody's gonna have a thing do you know what i mean you can't just come on stage and be funny well this this is the the younger generation are coming out Oh, I've got to have a thing or an ism or something. And quite frankly, I'm menopausal and I find it fucking boring. So stop it. So I've opened um, Larry's eyes up to the fact that he was potentially ADHD. We had a big discussion about it. And I'll tell you for why. Because when I was about nine, and let's face it, guys, that was a long time ago. Do you hear my stomach going, oh, God. Um, I, might, I might eat the free Travel Lodge Kit Kat that I got with the upgrade to a Super Room. Yeah. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Yes, ADHD. <laughs> um, so when I was nine, right, I was always a hyperactive child. I was always, I was never, I was never in the same atmosphere as anybody else. I was always hanging off curtains or just being a general pain in the um, in the a hole. Or should that be b hole? Because that is, I don't know why people say a hole. I should say b-hole because that's what it is it's a bum hole so I got set when I was nine I ended up going to hospital for like loads of tests I was used as a guinea pig and they were like oh right well she's clearly off her fucking chops let's get her in let's get her in so I had lots of um tests and um and stuff but can I just say if you are a teacher um I think I was it was at the age of seven actually seven or eight that I got taken out of class and was given like a an assessment, I think it was. A friend of mine is a teacher and she said it's an assessment that they did on you, which I still remember to this day. I got taken out of my classroom, as I said, seven or eight, and I got I got put with these people and they said, right, okay, we're just going to do a bit of mix and match with these cards. So they were picture cards, right? 
so and then they said what we're going to do is we're going to ask you to put the pictures together so to make a pairing like cup and saucer what else was there oh there was a tv and an aerial there was a um a sofa and a chair and there like various couplings like that the way my mind work works and has always worked very differently to every everybody else that I know anyway so what I did was I put the oh it was a chair and table that was it uh chair and table telly and aerial cup and saucer and a few other things but these are the ones I particularly remember so they said you had to pair them up, put them together. So what I did was I put the cup on the table, I put the chair with the telly, and I, uh, what did I do with the aerial? I don't know, probably shoved it up my ass. But, so I got the pairings the way I thought that they should be, right? It's my stomach rumbling. Oh, gosh, she's hungry, she is. And then I remember that the people doing the assessment were like sort of looking as if to say, oh, she's obviously a freak of nature. But for me, it made perfect logical sense. If if I'm going to watch the telly, I'll sit on a chair to watch the telly. And if I want to put my cup of tea somewhere, I'll put it on the table. Thank you very much. I've never used a saucer. So that was my point. I remember that specifically. And then a friend of mine said, well, they were obviously doing an assessment on you. Hence me then ending up going to Wickham General Hospital for assessments as to why I behave like an absolute fucking idiot. And they put me on an additive free diet. They put me on, um, they gave me loads of tablets and I had to kind of, my mum had to write a report every day on my behaviour. And it was an ex- well an interesting experiment for my mum because it meant that she had to cook food that had no preservatives in it, no additives, um, nothing like that. Oh, I just remember her making egg custard. That's probably why I don't like wobbly puddings. Oh, God. She made, like, when we'd have Sunday lunch, she'd make her apple crumble. Mmm, and custard. But my mum would make me a separate... Egg custard, egg custard, it's the texture, it's the consistency, the wobbly, you know when people have those Portuguese custard tarts, can't even, it's my stomach rumbling at the thought of food, no you don't like custard tarts, anyway, so she, she had to sort of make me all natural food, which back then was kind of like unheard of. So I ended up eating vile food. And then we had to, my mum had to chart down every day my behaviour. Was I hanging off a curtain? Was I up my own ass? What was I setting for, setting fire to things? Because in a job that I did, I'd set fire. Anyway, blah, 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 it doesn't matter. Uh, my behaviour did change. Went back to hospital to sort of like get like a final assessment. And then I got my period at the age of pardon me, nine or ten or whatever it was. And then they said the whole experiment had to be written off because I'd got my period. And they said it was more likely to be hormones than anything else. Please, come on. Anyway, my point is, I was then sort of told that I was hyperactive and I had absolutely no attention to anything. Right, And I still don't. I'm not as hyperactive because, quite frankly, who can be asked? I'm having hot flushes. I don't want to sweat everywhere and be hyperactive, but I did, my brain goes off, right? But I'm, I've had to live with that for however many years. I'm not going to tell you that I'm 49. Oh, shit. But I've had to like work around my life, right, without any medication, without anything. And I, I've had found it quite hard, but I've got on board with it. And I, I mean, I bored you lot with it now, but I just want you to understand that it's... 
it's just part of life, isn't it? I don't, I'm not going to go on stage and tell everybody, ooh, boo-hoo, I can't think straight. Well, who can? Jesus, especially in this world at the moment. My point, be, <laughs> my point being, this is quite boring. Just, just tell some jokes, shall we? Let's not bore people with our medical conditions because you're not the only person that's got it. And Jesus, yes, people might be sitting in the audience going, oh, that's me, that. Oh, thank you, you've opened a door. Well, well done. Move on. Boring. But I'll come back to the point that I told Larry that I thought he was ADHD. Anyway, he's got tested and everything. And he, yes, he has got the ADHD. Of course he has, because I recognise the traits in myself. And actually what it's done is it's, it's helped him because he's a lot younger than me and it's helped him realise why he behaves in the certain ways that he does and blah de blah blah So great, we're doing good things. But don't need to talk about it on stage all of the time. Oh, roll on the next fucking fad. Ooh, somebody's woken up Mardi, haven't they? Now then, right, I've had emails. Laurie, right. The lovely Matt from Florida. Right, here we go, folks. You've been e e I've got a plethora of emails here, but I've been wanking on far too long about, oh no, conditions. Here we go. And as you know, I don't read the emails beforehand because I like the spontaneity. Hello, Tutor. This is from Matt in Florida. Really enjoying the podcast, even though we've learned that you're a super spreader of the flu. Filthy, filthy woman. You're right, Matt. And in my in my years, I've not only just spread the flu, I have spread everything. Know what I mean? Last weekend, about two weekends ago, I popped in, popped up to Buffalo. Ooh! Last weekend, really two weekends ago, I popped up to Buffalo to visit an old friend across the border in Canadian land. Mm -mm, so much walking. So much walking. He said that twice, so there were, I'm gathering there was a lot of walking. Such beautiful architecture in the city from Frank Lloyd Wright. I've no idea who that is. That's Matt saying that. Of course, we all know who that is. Okay, am I right? Um, and others don't know who they were. Such lovely transients all over the place offering sexual favours for money. Well, Matt, I didn't expect that, did I? We've gone from architecture to getting your bits felt. Some even offering to defecate in front of you at the park. Ah, oh, memories. Matt, well, this has taken a turn, hasn't it? I wasn't expecting this. I was expecting you to relay me with stories of what was your favourite brick or your favourite patio laying or something in one of these buildings i was not expecting you to tell me that somebody offered to do a big fat shit in front of your face matt every day's a school day with you i also i've been able to foster this little wiggle butt oh gosh you've got another one his name is arlo he is a one-year-old great dane and we've worked on basic house training good Good after what you've just told me about Pete, but you should actually be offering these services to people in a bloody park. Basic house training and being a good boy on the lead. Oh gosh, look at him, he's so cute. With Matt's permission, I'll post the picture of Arlo on the Patreon. Oh my goodness. Oh, what a little adorable thing. Oh, look at his white shoes. Oh, great. <laughs> 
Thanks, Matt. I'm slightly disturbed that people are offering to do shits in front of you. Lydia. Update from Lydia. Now, we all know about Lydia. Dearest, this is how long ago I did a bloody podcast. Happy birthday, Lou. She's had her plasma exchanges, followed by another one. Oh, gosh, she's gone into shock. Oh, now, oh, God, Lydia. This is, well, I tell you what. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, you poor thing. My arse is like sandpaper. I mean, it's all very arse-based this week, isn't it? My arse is like sandpaper because of the antibiotics are making me shit. <laughs> making me shit over a five-bar gate. And then to crown it all, she says, that's an unfortunate turn of phrase, Lydia. My foot gave way getting off the commode. <laughs> oh, Lydia, I shouldn't laugh. This is horrendous. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, the foot's not broken, <laughs> but you've you've fallen off your commode. Oh, gosh. In the words of Scarlett O'Hara, tomorrow is another day. Lydia, you can't tell me about the fact that you, you've shat everywhere, you've you, you, you've fallen off your commode and you can't then compare that to the likes of Scara O'Hara. That's hilarious. Well, you can. You can do what you bloody like. That's so funny. I mean, I shouldn't laugh. Oh, that, but it is funny, Lydia. You've you just reminded me. I had a bath once in and um, put coco- a lot of coconut oil in my bath, right? And I was trying to get out of the bath, um, but my legs were doing that Scooby-Doo thing. <laughs> And I couldn't actually get any purchase to get out of the bath. I fell out of the bath, projected my body, and there is a lot of my body, I am a unit, that projected out of the bath, across the bathroom, landed on the floor, and the toilet brush handle had just nudged the edge of my anus horriblis. I mean, a few inches over, that had been straight up my hole. Awful. Anyway... Uh, one third of the day, Nurse Peter and HCA Leah took me out for some fresh air. Good! Both of them are a good laugh. Well, that sounds like exactly what you, na- what you need. And she sent me a vid- uh, picture of her poorly foot. Excuse the hairy legs. Lydia, I think having hairy legs in this scenario is absolutely fine and dandy, you poor sausage. Ooh, gosh, you've been in the wars, haven't you? Well, I know that I am sending you big snogs, and I'm sure the listener is also sending you big snogs, you poor thing. Bless you. Scarlet O'Hara. Now I've got the image of Scarlet O'Hara covered in, with, with hairy legs, an ice pack on her leg, and shit dribbling out of her arse. Godspeed, Lydia. Godspeed. Mandy Rose. <laughs> I haven't got a clue what day it is. Well... Well, what day is it? Oh my God, I have no idea what day it is either. Fuck, what is it? Friday. Thank you. There you go. Ooh. Oh, Lydia sent me a picture, an updated picture of her foot. Oh gosh, that's swollen, isn't it? I dropped a chair on my foot in um, Australia. That was the same year I was living with Larry. I dropped a... Oh, put this picture on the Patreon. It's disgusting. I dropped a huge wooden chair on my on my foot... And it's always the same one, isn't it? I've broken my foot previously, many, many, many years ago. By I was on a blind date, dropped a bloody bowling ball on my foot, didn't I? Um, the day before my A-level drama practicals, great days. Smashed all the bones in my foot. 
Um, bloody bloke still tried to get off with me, didn't he? And I was groaning like, like with a broken foot, and he thought it was sexual, sexual Leonis. No, whatever your name was, fucking idiot. Um, yeah, I, I took a picture of it, and um, I wasn't sure whether I'd have to pay for medical stuff in Australia, so I just left it, and it, I smashed exactly the same bones in that foot as I did the previous time. Idiot. And my foot, very much like yours, Lydia, it swelled up and it looked like, it just looked like a massive chipolata and it just looked like it needed to be uh, pricked with a fork. <clears throat> Jennifer Joel White, hello. Jennifer's week has been going rather well and this is what we like to hear. I have found the power of saying no at my job. Yay! Or, no, this is great, Jennifer. Oh, God. Isn't it wonderful when you have an epiphany like that? I'm, st I'm still waiting for mine. As uh, so, so, I just lowered my stress noticeably. Oh, what a fabulous result. Yes. Do you know, we can all do with that. Let's stop taking the amount of shit that we have to... Just actually, if you want me to do something, shit off. That's the theme of today, isn't it? Shit. I might actually have enough time now to get things done. Good. That little word was there the entire time and I finally got up the nerve, finally reached the last nerve to say it. Yes. There's a book, isn't there? Um, oh God, what's it called? I feel guilty whenever I say no, which is very much worth a read. I, can't, I don't know who it's by. I think it's called I Feel Guilty When I Say No. But you know what? This is one thing, Jennifer. People around you will have no trouble saying no and telling other people to get stuffed. It's because you're too kind and you're too lovely. But you know what? People will respect you more for saying no. Apparently, she says. Uh, I'm also preparing to move into my new house. Ooh, a first time buyer. So now I have no savings. Oh, Jennifer, I'd never owned a house before. And I tell you what, it's it's. I still like cannot get over the fact that um, me and the GC own the house that we live in. I can't get over that because I've rented most of my life and you that still part of me thinks, oh, I can't really put a picture up there because I'll get told off. Yes, you can, Louise. You can do whatever you like. Which is why I've commandeered the whole house and the GC lives in the cellar. Pleased to finally be able to make the transition into my own space. I just have to paint the sitting room and I can move the last of my stuff in. Oh, I'll send a picture of my humble abode once it's... Yes, please. That's lovely. Oh, congratulations, Jennifer. Oh, that's brilliant. And that been catching up on your podcast. Time is flying by and oh, I've tried to keep calm. Yes. Oh, have a good week, Lou. And to all the Lou listeners, thank you, Jennifer. And I'm sure they send it back to you as well. Congratulations on your new house. That's great days. That's brilliant. Oh, imagine that. Do you know, I painted um, I painted my office room and bright red. I was inspired by Paddington Bear. The film, not the bear. Um, and uh, in, in Mr. and Mrs. Is it Brown's bedroom? It's all sort of Chinesey, chinoiserie. Um, and so I was inspired by that. And so the ceiling's bright, the pillar box red, the wall's pillar box red. I actually, I can't use the room because I feel like I am in my own womb. So I'm going to have to redecorate that. Well, there you go. Oh God, I've wanked on far too long. Listen, 
You lot are bloody lovely. Thanks for listening to this waffle. Um, if you want to tell me how your week's been, please do. I've got other emails, but I've been going on far too long and I, I need to cut this short because I've got to get out to eat in a travel lodge. Uh, but please email me in info at lukeonran.com. If you want the little snippets on the Patreon, please don't feel like you have to. But if you want to join the Patreon page, you can do it www.patreon.com forward slash lukeonrancomedian. Don't feel obliged, don't have to. But otherwise, um, have a wonderful week. Um, sending you all much love. Jennifer, good luck in your new house. Lydia, please stop falling over. Uh, Matt, stay out of woods where you're going to get shut on. Um, and I'll um, speak to you very, very soon. Have a wonderful week. See you soon. Thank you. <laughs>